The following podcast is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome back to your favorite spinoff of the Mr. Benfica podcast. This is Liga 3 em Inglês here on the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. I'm the host, uh, the Mr. Mike Agostinho, back with you after a little bit of a hiatus in Liga 3. Liga 3 had a couple of weeks off, but it is back. We're now in phase two. This is where the going gets good at both ends of the table. This is when the excitement starts. And you notice the crowds start to get bigger here at this point of the season. Six finals remain for everybody. That's how all, that is how all 24 teams are looking at this now. There are six matches to go. And after we're done going over last week's results, we'll be down to five matches remaining. Now, this is coming to you on a Thursday night here on the East Coast of the United States of America. I am the Mr. Like I said, and I am talking to you all around the world, talking to you, not just as Benficistas, but also as fans of your local small club, if you will, in your local towns, in your hometowns, North, South, Central, and Islands, all covered here in this edition of the Liga 3, the Liga 3, and uh, it's just gonna, it's about to get exciting, and there's so much to play for, Um The pressure is just augmented. It is just raised now, regardless if you're fighting for promotion or you're fighting for or fighting to avoid relegation, I should say. The pressure is up. It is turned up to 100. And like I said, we've got six rounds. They're going to be six finals for most of these teams until we know the final destinations of these clubs. We're also going to check in today on the Liga 2 as well. Next week, we'll check in on the CNS on the fourth division. All right, so what we're going to do for the rest of the season is every week we're going to check in on the, the division above and the division below our Liga 3, okay? So let's get started then. Without further ado, remember um, we have now six groups of four, all right? The 24 teams are, are, are split into six groups of four. Two groups are promotion groups, okay? In first place in each of those promotion groups will gain automatic promotion to the Liga 2, and the two group winners will then advance to play in the Liga 3 championship match, which I believe is scheduled for Jamor. That's where it's slated to be played. And we'll find out which one of these clubs will succeed Torreyens as the second ever Liga 3 national champion. The two second-place teams in each of the promotion groups will then play in a playoff for the right to go to another playoff against the 16th place team in the Liga 2. Right now, that spot belongs to Bissad. So, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's about to get really exciting. Also, um, on the Portuguese Federation's website, on the FPF website, www.fpf.pt, announced, they announced that... Um, Going forward, Abala TV will will broadcast one Liga 3 match per week. I'm not really a big fan of that. I like the games accessible where I can get to them, obviously, selfishly. 
And I don't know how I would get access to a ball of TV here in the United States, but I know I have access to Canal Ons. They cover this league phenomenally. And the games that they don't get up on their channel, it's even better. They go to YouTube. You can't ask for better than that. I'm afraid. I'm hoping that we don't get to the nitty-gritty and get to the final day of of the season and Ebola TV has, you know, the relegation, you know, the, the relegation and promotion matches, the, the top one, and we can't or I can't watch it on my uh, Canal Loans app. That won't have me very happy, but I'm hoping that's not going to be the case because... Canal Owens is owned by the Federation, and you think that even if, uh, because there are simulcasts, sometimes, for example, in the Liga BPI or in, in futsal in the Liga Placard, uh, a Benfica home match will play on both Canal Owens and on BTV at the same time. So hopefully, if there is an arrangement, it's going to be something like that. All right, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, phase 2, round uh, 1. Okay, like I said, two two of the groups fighting for promotion, the other four fighting to avoid relegation. So in the other four groups, the relegation groups, last place is relegated. End of story. Don't come in last. As you know, uh, the table in the bottom four groups is weighted based on the way that the teams finish the first phase, whereas in the promotion groups, everybody starts back at zero. Um, it's dangerous for a team on good form, and we'll talk about one of those teams that was on good form, and we'll talk about what the danger was in restarting here when we get to them. But we're going to start. We're going to go chronological order, and we're going to start Friday, March the 31st, at the historic Stadio do Castillo. It is Bulanenses taking on Vila Verdense. Let's go there. And uh, like I said, most most uh, neutrals are very excited to see Bulanenses in the promotion uh, groups fighting for a spot back in professional football, back in, at the very least in the Liga 2. Um, a lot of us are hoping that they knock out Bisad on their way. But, uh, the, you know, that's just... You know that's where the neutral fan is. The story is captivating. A team that had that you know split from its side and had to rebrand, had to restart the club all over again in the bottom division of the of the Lisboa FA. They played through two. I think they they've had three consecutive promotion seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they've been promoted every season. They've been. They've since they uh, were refounded. They weren't really refounded. That's not the right term. But since they reorganized and started over, uh, they have been promoted every season. And here they are fighting for promotion again. And they get off to a flying start. And I've said this man's name. I think I'm going on six weeks in a row, a row now. It is none other than Claire. He gets on the board first for Bulanenses. She scores in the 27th minute. It is Bulanenses 1. Lunk Villaverdens nil into halftime. Um, the two teams fight it out a bit. And, you know, Claire looked to have scored. Uh, actually, that comes a little later. Before we get there, we have a, pen, a penalty kick called in the 72nd minute. Up steps Duarte Valent. He converts the pen. It's 2-0. Bulanesic with a little over a quarter of an hour to play. Bulanesic thought that they had made it 3-0. Claire thought that he had got his name on the score sheet for the second time. They were celebrating. It was up on the board. The teams were walking their way back. And then suddenly, something we haven't seen in Liga 3, 
The referee puts his finger to his ear. Wouldn't you know it? I didn't know this was coming. Uh, but in watching, I, I learned that there is VAR in the promotion groups. So VAR makes its appearance for the first time here in Liga 3, here in round one of the second phase. In the promotion groups, I believe, is the only is where it's being used. I don't think it's being used in the relegation groups, but I'm not certain on that. I'll try to do some research and try to uh, get a better answer for you for next week. But uh, Kles' second goal, Bulanis' third, is called back due to an offside, a marginal offside. It couldn't have been more than two or three centimeters. They didn't put the the measurement on the screen. They did show the lines, and the red line and the blue line were literally the same line. It was very, very close, but Claire ruled offside. But three points still go to Bolognese. They stay at the Hestilu with the home side. And Club Football, Uj Bolognese, are top of the group to start the to start the weekend. Well, they share top of the group, I should say, to start this final phase. 2-0 is your final result at the Hestilu. We go back to the relegation groups now, and it, we go up north on Saturday. It is Kanelis, 2010, taking on Paredes. And this one also draws a, a pretty good crowd. And right off the bat, it is Madureira. No, not Makaku. <laughs> he is part of this Kanelis setup. I don't believe he's a player anymore. It's not him. It is Madureira on Paredes. He steps up, converts a pen. 1-0 to the visitors after nine minutes, but in the 17th minute, Alex Tunk uh, draws level for the home side. Canelish make it 1-1. That's how it stays until halftime. That's how it stays through the majority of the second half, and it looked destined to be a share of the spoils to each. But then in the 90th minute, Gonzalo Monteiro steals all, an extra two points, takes all three points home for the home side for Canelish 2010. Your final result there, 2-1. Canelish over Paredes. We stay on in Saturday's action. We stay up north. We go to Trajus Montes. It is Montalegre taking on Faf. And it was a evenly played match, but in the 52nd minute, it's Guillermo Ferreira scoring for the visitors. And Faf go ahead 1 0. Montalegre try to pull it back. Again, well supported at, uh, in this match. There was a good, good crowd supporting both teams. Of course, the relatively short distance between between the two clubs helps in that. And I think that's why the relegation groups don't cross over north and south the way that the promotion groups do. They keep these as more local matches to get larger crowds. And it seems to work. 90th plus 4 in the midst of trying to get back into this and trying to steal a point. Uh, Montalegre will suffer another setback as Marcelo Vilela will uh, will receive his second yellow card and get his marching orders. Montalegre down to 10 men and Montalegre unable to pull even with Faf. This one finishes CDC Montalegre nil uh AD Faf 1. Still in the north, Saint Juan Vid hosting Verzin. Now, Verzin, now managed by Bruno Schina, who has replaced Tiago Magrido as the manager. And uh, again, Verzin's free fall this year has just been uh, something to study. I mean, in October, I was confident they were they were the favorites to win to win the Liga Three. We saw them knock Sporting out of the cup. We saw them play Benfica tough in the cup. In the round of 16, yet still, 
unable uh, to to get it going after that Benfica match. It just seemed to all turn south for them, and Saint Jean Vir for the second time in a row beats Verzin at home. Uh, they had beaten them one nil earlier in the first phase. And Verzin's problems continue early. 17th minute and Julian Bonija sent off straight red card for Julian Bonija. And uh, Verzin down to 10 men. And shortly after that, not, not long after that, only he, nine minutes later in the 26th, it is Leo Ka who makes it 1-0 to the home side. Saint-Jean-Vir. And they take that lead into halftime with them. In the second half, though, things would level as in the 63rd minute, it is Emmanuel picking up his second yellow card for Saint-Jean-Vid. And now we're playing 10 versus 10 for the rest of the match. Almost a half hour of 10 versus 10 football to, to be played. Extra space helps the visitors. And they managed to earn a penalty just three minutes later. And up steps Areish and up converts Areish. He converts the pen. It's 1-1 after 66. But then in the 84th minute, to the delight of the home fans, Miguel Pereira puts Saint-Jean-Vid back ahead. And he puts him ahead to stay. This one finishes 2-1 in favor of Saint-Jean-Vid. Staying up north, we have... uh, we have a match in Guimarães, no Berço de Portugal, in the cradle of Portugal. Vitória Guimarães B hosting Anadia. And the home side get the... Remember, for, for Vitória Guimarães B, this is an opportunity to recapture what uh, they... I don't think... How do I say this? They, they looked destined to go down at one point, you know, and they were really struggling in the first phase of the season. They found a few results, and I kept saying that it's going to become about this second phase for them, and these six matches now determine their destiny. They start with fewer points than everyone else, but they get the lead early here. 13th minute, they get a goal from Patrick. They've only got to finish one place ahead. They've only got to beat one team in the table, and they are safe, and they get ahead, and they get a good start here. But then in the 25th minute, the referee points to the spot, and the visitors have a penalty. Up steps their main guy, Fausto Lorenzo. And he sends the goalkeeper one way. Kicks the ball the other. It's 1-1 after 25. It's 1-1 at halftime in Guimarães. In the 61st minute, it gets it gets worse for the home side. As a ball is, is played in to the Vitoria box. And Giovanni trying to defend ends up. Redirecting the ball into his own goal. And it's 2-1 Anadia after an hour. And Giovanni with the own goal. But he does not hang his head. No sorry. Ten minutes later, Giovanni steps up and converts a penalty of his own. It's 2-2. Uh, Giovanni you know, makes good on uh, on his, his earlier mistake of putting the ball in his own goal. He goes and scores one at the other one at the other end to even it out. And this one looks destined for a 2-2 draw. But again, Vitória Guimarães B's luck continues to to haunt them here as the goal, their goal scorer in the first half, Patrick, now at the other end suffers or concedes, I should say, an own goal of his own. And it's the second own goal surrendered by Vitória Guimarães B in the second half. And Anadia ahead again with only 10 minutes to play. 
but it's stoppage time. Vitor Himeranishvi does not give up. Uh, again, a very, very healthy-looking crowd uh, at what I believe is their training stadium where their youth and where this B team plays. And, uh, you know, the stands were full from what you could see on camera. And they were behind their team. And Dio Merci Michel in the 90th plus six gets on the end of a ball that is lobbed forward. And he beats the goalkeeper in the dying moments of Vitoria Guimarães B rescue a point. They look like they'd won the match when you see the bench just clear. All of the substitutes pour onto the pitch. The coaching staff pours onto the pitch. You would think they had just won a golden goal knockout match from, from you know, back in the day when golden goal was a thing. Uh, the crowd is going crazy. They rescue a point. This one finishes 3-3 in Guimarães. Now we move to Sunday's matches, all right? We start in the University City. We start in Coimbra. It is Academica hosting Fontinhas who make the trip from the Asurge. And not a good trip for Fontinhas. I know when they traveled earlier in the season to Leiria, they didn't even have a full allotment of substitutions on the bench. And uh, they were they really going to shoot themselves in the foot in this one as uh, in the 42nd minute, Prince Bel Adico sees his second yellow card Still in the first half, and he is sent off Fontinhas down to 10. Fontinhas holding on for dear life. Well well organized, defending well as Academica look for for the, the winning goal here. Academica also started this season so poorly. They started so low in the table. They went weeks and weeks without winning. And now here they are at this stage of the season, turning it around, starting to get results. It's, they finished the first stage quite well on, on pretty good form and here they are starting the second stage the same way and in the 80th minute <laughs> Almeida is shown a straight red card for Fontinhas in the Azorian side down to nine now and of course he he takes he he is given a red card on a play that results in a penalty kick Juan Perea steps up for Academica and Juan Pereira scores for Academica. The students go crazy. It is 1-0, nine minutes to play, and they are up two men on the pitch. The nine-man Fontinhas will fight and will try to get back, but it's it's just not going to happen for them. It is not their day. The referee blows his whistle for full time. This one finishes. Academica 1, Fontinhas 0. Promotion group now. We go up north. It is Felgadesh 1932 hosting Braga B. And another big crowd on hand for this one uh, in in the city of Felgadesh. I believe it's a city up there. It's in in the area of Santo Tirso, if I'm not mistaken. Now I don't want to misspeak. And I, I sort of want to look that up to make sure I'm not misspeaking here as uh, Felgadesh finish the first half of the season uh, or the first stage of the season top of the northern city it is in the Porto district I excuse me I misspoke Felgadas is a city in the Porto district this is a club that in, in the 1990s if you happen to turn them on and watch them those seasons they were in the first division they had a manager named Jorge Zuz and they had a dynamic young winger named Sergio Conceição Felgadas trying to get back up the table. Of course, this is like so many in Portugal. 
uh, a club that had to sort of fold and reform itself again. Felgate, that's why it's Felgate is 1932 now. They are the continuation of the former club, which I believe was called uh, it was called Football Club de Felgate or something like that. But again, uh, big season, big expectations for Felgate here as they. They're excited to be at this stage and to be fighting for promotion. Um, yeah, they are the they are the successors of the football club Felgators that collapsed in 19, in 2005 due to financial problems, and here they are now, uh, 18 years later, about you know to fighting to return to professional football uh, here in the Liga 3. Stadio Dr. Machado de Matus is the home pitch where they're playing. And Braga B come in. They come in. They are excited to be here as well. Remember, they had to string together some results in the final uh, in the final weeks of the first phase, and they end up edging Verzini to get the spot here in the promotion group. But uh, they will concede a penalty at the end of the first half. Uh, a shot comes in, and Braga B's defender sliding to block it. Ends up extending his arm and blocking it with his arm. Referee points to the spot. He had no doubt about it. VAR upheld the decision, you know, verified the decision. Up steps Welton, and Welton converts the penalty. Felgadas take the lead into halftime in the 59th minute. Paulite makes it 2 0 to Felgadas. That's how this one finishes. Three massive points. For the home side here in the promotion group. We go back south. Now we go to Algarve. Oyon to be exact. The temporary, I guess, home or the borrowed home for Montcarpachens. Montcarpachens hosting Caldas Sport Club here. And we have a another decent crowd. I know there was a big, there was at least 70 uh, traveling supporters from Caldas that made the long trip all the way to Algarve. And because uh, I know they they did reserve a bus and they did fill the bus, and you could hear them in the, in the video and you could hear them watching the match. They were singing all match long. Caldish fans this year were phenomenal. And in the third minute, they got a goal of the year candidate here. It was a ball knocked from the far right, was knocked into the box, headed acr- back across the box by. I want to. I I'm not certain which Caldish player it was. Now that that headed it back in. Apologize for that. This is this is my club, and I'm and I'm not certain who, which uh, which player headed it back across across the the penalty box. But right on the penalty spot is Lucas Villela, the mid season signing, and he converts an overhead scissor kick, buries it for the Pelicanos, and. Caldish take the lead three minutes in, 1-0 on the road. Exciting start to this phase of the season for Caldish, but in the 24th minute, the home side showed that they're not about to give up either. Montcarpachins believe that they can stay up, and if, after a mad scramble in front of the goal in which a couple shots were blocked, it, it peaked out, or I should say, it, it squirted out to the the far left of of the the just left of the penalty spot where Ricardo Damazu was. He creates a little bit of space for himself, and then in trying to block the shot, uh, Tomas Militão, the, the captain for Caldish, is the last one to touch it. But that ball's going in before he touches it. He's trying to clear it off the line, but it finds its way in. And you hear the Montcarpachens fans suddenly, and it's a very, very 
jubilous uh, celebration for the Algarvian side as they draw level. Both teams would play each other quite evenly the rest of the way. This one finishes 1-1 in Algarve. Moncarpachens and Caldish take a point each. We, we go now to the Coimbra district, and it is Oliveira Hospital hosting Real Massama. And Miguel Rodriguez in the 57th minute puts Oliveira Hospital ahead. And that's how this one will stay. 1-0 Oliveira Hospital. Up north, San Juanes versus Amora. This is a promotion group match, and I talked about this. I teased this a little bit. Amora, one of the star teams of the first phase. They finished the first phase with the most points. Uh, I said for weeks I thought they were the best team in the league. They were the most on-form team in the league. And this result is a little bit misleading because Amora were quite good in this match. They were all over San Juanense at times. They had two goals ruled off for offside. Um, they really uh, had a, another one cleared off the line by San Juanense. The All Blacks hung in there and defended valiantly. And they were rewarded for that in the 90th plus one when Nuno Barbosa on the far right got that ball on his preferred left foot, cut in from the edge of the penalty area in Buried a ball in the top 90 in the upper corner. There was nothing Amora's goalkeeper could do about it. And in stoppage time, San Jones takes three points. And the stand looked like it was going to come down. I mean, the fans rushed the edge of the stand. The players jumped into the stands after this goal. Nuno Barbosa goes into the stand to celebrate with the fans. When the final whistle blows again, it looked like they had just won a knockout match. Uh, Sanjuan is ecstatic to have three points here. And this is what it's going to be like in the promotion group. It's it's a, it's six matches again. And everyone starts fresh. Everyone starts clean in the promotion groups. And Sanjuan is steal three points from who I believe are the favorites in this, this stage. And the, you know, the favorites to get promotion. And, you know, when you come to a final, it's one match and anybody can win it. But I really... Still favor Amora to get promotion here one way or another, um, whether it's via the playoff or whether it's by winning the group. But after match day one, it's Saint-Jean-Ins with three points, none for Amora. This one finishes 1-0. We head to, to Stubal, okay, and it is Vittorio Stubal in the Bonfim hosting Sporting B. 48th minute, Sporting B, the Baby Lions take the lead. Afonso Moreira on on the score sheet. And it looked like Sporting B were going to take three more points here. But in the end, it is in stoppage time. And it is the Sandinus pulling level thanks to Pedro Pinto, 90th plus three. This one finishes a 1-1. Each team takes another point. Um, the last promotion round match of the weekend or the promotion group, I should say. It is Union Ladia hosting Alverca in front of another big crowd. The entire lower bowl is full at the Magalhães Pessoa in Ladia. Union Ladia, Alverca, here we go. And another, you talk about informed players and you talk about goal scorers and names that I keep saying week after week. Here's one uh, from Union Ladia, a name I'm getting very familiar with. It's Gonzalo Gregorio. 17th minute, and Gonzalo Gregorio scores for Union Lidia, puts them in the lead 1-0 early. The crowd erupts, 
Halftime comes and it is 1-0 at the half. In the start of the second half, it goes from bad to worse for Alverca. The, the side from Ribateju will go down to 10 men in the 49th thanks to a direct red card given to Talisan. He does not agree, but he is getting his marching orders. It's also a penalty and up steps Gonzalo Gregorio again. And again, Gonzalo Gregorio converts and buries it in the back of the net. 2-0, Union Leiria. They don't let up. And in the 61st minute, they get a little help from their opponents as Jorge Bernardo heads the ball into his own goal off a corner kick. 3-0, Union Leiria after the own goal. The 81st minute, Marcus Silva pulls one back for the Rivadjanus. This one finishes Union Leiria 3, Alverca 1. Let's look now at the table. The tables, I should say, in Liga Trish, because now there's multiple tables. We start in the promotion groups. Promotion, Group A, on three points, it is Union Leiria with uh, a plus two goal difference. And these te- <laughs> they're so close. I mean, this is this is amazing. It is just one match of this six match final, if you will. But uh, it is Union Leiria right now. By virtue of having scored three goals that are top of Group A. Second is Felgatish with three points as well. Also a plus two goal difference. But they have scored only two goals. Uh, Third place right now thanks to having scored a goal um, with a minus two goal difference. But no points is Alverca. And Braga B bring up the rear in Group A with uh, no points. Also a minus two Goal difference, but no goals scored. Sees them in fourth place. Promotion Group B. Bulanenses are top right now. They obviously won. They won 2-0. That's a plus two goal difference. And that has them edging Saint-Jonis this week. As Saint-Jonis also on three points wins 1-0. And therefore has a plus one goal difference. Third place for now is Amora with a minus one goal difference. Obviously, no points. Vila Verdes in fourth, no points, minus two goal difference. Okay, now we go to the relegation groups. And again, these teams started off being awarded points based on how they finished the first phase. So that's why you're going to see um, so many points after one match. But in first place in relegation group A is saint jean Vid, Nine points now. Um, with two goals scored, one allowed, it is a goal difference of one. Verzin notched down up a spot. Uh, they had started in first because they were awarded eight points to start this phase because they were a fifth-place team. But Saint-Jean-Vid leapfrogged them here by beating them in this match. And Verzin with eight points in second. Third is Faf on seven points. Um, they pick up a victory in this one, winning 1-0. And fourth place right now being relegated and it, it probably feeling like the next team is, is quite a ways away from them. I think they feel worse than some of the other fourth place teams because they've got only two points. They're five points behind Faf right now. It is Montalegre um, who lost only 1-0 at home to Faf, but that those three points were crucial. Uh, relegation Group B. Canelish, 2010, top of the group with 10 points. 
Paredes second with five points, Anadia third with four, and Vitori Guimarães B right there with them with only with two points, only two points behind Anadia. They're gonna get to play them again, and uh, again they're only three points behind Paredes. So there are two teams that Vitori Guimarães B can still catch, and um, really they're not sitting in a very bad spot right now. Um, really, all of the fourth place teams, with the exception of Montalegre, are are within striking distance of of safety right now. Uh, and we go to Group C now, relegation Group C. Oliveira Hospital, top of the group, nine points. They have a goal difference of plus one, which puts them just ahead of Sporting B, who are also on nine points. Zero is their goal difference after the draw. Here in the late the late goal that they conceded in stoppage time against Vitoria Stubal. Vitoria Stubal third in the group with five points. And Real Massama uh, are fourth with two points. But again, one victory can change everything for Real right now. And then relegation group D. The leaders right now is Academica. The students have eight points. Same number of points as Kaldish. Kaldish did pick up a point, but because they drew, their goal difference is zero, whereas Academica's is plus one. That puts them uh, slightly ahead of Kaldish, but both Kaldish and Academica right now have a five-point cushion over third place Fontinhas, who have three, and more importantly, the a six-point um, cushion over fourth place Moncarpachens. But if you're Moncarpachens, that point that they, they grabbed against Kaldish could be crucial because they're only one point behind Fontinhas. Those two matches between Moncarpachens and Fontinhas are going to be real six-pointers. Um, and that that is your tables for week one. Uh, the fixture list for week two, or round two, um, by the time you hear this, it's already going to be in full swing. I was not aware until earlier today. That we have a full slate of matches on Good Friday here in Liga Trish, starting with an 11 a.m. local kickoff time. Um, it's a local derby between Vitoria Stubal and Real Massama at the Bonfim, while uh, two hours later, a 1 p.m. kickoff time on Good Friday, Verzin host Montalegre, and then three matches at 3 p.m. Portuguese, continental Portuguese time at least. Uh, you have Fontinhas hosting Moncarpachens again, a six-pointer like I just uh, teased there. Uh, this one's going to be in the islands. This one's going to be in Terceira, while São João Verde host Faf and Sporting B host Oliveira Hospital. Easter, uh, no, sorry, on Saturday, April the 8th, you have Anadia hosting Canelas and Vitoria Guimarães B hosting Paredes. Both of those kick off at 3 p.m. Uh, Portuguese time. On Saturday, then 5 p.m., Vila Verdense, Lunk Vila Verdense to be exact, hosting Sanjuanis in the promotion group. That's a big one. Uh, that one um, also, you know, two, two rivals not very far away from each other distance-wise. Should have a very good crowd in Vila Verde. And then in the nightcap on Saturday, 7 p.m., local time, the Municipal Stadium in the University City of Coimbra. It is the students hosting... Kaldish, it is Academica versus Kaldish. This is a, a a big match also. These are the two leaders. And victory for either of them can really 
Put them in a nice spot to guarantee safety early in this round and avoid the stress later. So both teams are going to be looking to uh, to get points in that one. And then three matches on Easter Sunday, all of them in the promotion groups. Felgatish, 19-32, hosting Alverca. That is a 4 p.m. kickoff uh, time in Portugal, 11 a.m. here on the east coast of the United States. And uh, to after that, you have Braga kicking off at 6 p.m. Braga B versus Union Leiria at the Primeiro de Maio. And then Bulanenses welcome Amora to the Castillo. These two teams have faced each other twice already. Amora is going to be looking to get back to its winning ways, while Bulanenses are going to be looking to build even more momentum and more belief that promotion is possible. That's a, a local derby of sorts as well. Lisboa versus versus uh, Amora. You know, it's it's right across the river. And uh, it's going to be a big one there. Uh, Bolognese versus Amora, like I said. That's an 8.30 p.m. kickoff time in Lisboa on Sunday night. The top goal scorers in Liga 3. Now, after where are we at? Now, we are at 23 weeks, I want to say. And it is Zekinha still leading as he has just about all season, although his lead is starting to to be reduced here. Zekinha has 13 goals for Vitoria Stubal. Gonçal Gregorio Union Leiria ca- catching up now. He's up to 11, while Edmilson Filho of Vila Verdense has 10. And also joining him with 10 now after this week are three other players. Fausto Lorenzo Vanadia, Jair Silva, who drew the penalty, for uh, for Gonçal Gregorio to score his 11th. Uh, he has 10, and so does Amores Paulo Marcelo. All right. Those are your top scorers after uh, week one of stage two. All right. That is Liga 3 for this weekend. For this week, I should say. Again, these matches are kicking off probably by the time you you hear this. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, let's look quickly at Liga Dois here at Liga Sabseg, if if you want to to uh, be precise and see what's going on here. We, it'll also be an opportunity to, to touch on uh, Benfica B and their their uh, efforts to. Stay up in the Liga 2. All right, so last week's results in Liga 2. Uh, we start on Saturday, April the 1st. Trofins win 2-1 to one over Ferenc as uh, the Algarvians travel up north to Trofa and are beaten 2-1. to one. Mafra and Arbenfica B uh, battle it out, and it ends in a 1-1 draw. And Benfica's goal scored by Bajramani. Uh, Adrian Bajrami from the penalty spot, okay, um, in the 45th plus three. Another crucial point for Benfica B. These are important points, no question about it, as the focus is 100% now on staying in the division. The leaders, Moreirense, draw a rare uh, dropping of points at home as the their neighbors from Santa Maria the Feira, Feirense, visit them. And in this one finishes nil-nil, not far away in Oliveira de Zamej. Oliveira and Tondela also battle to nil-nil. 
Sunday's matches, Bisad, everybody's favorite villain, uh, they're beaten at Jamur 3-1 by last year's Liga 3 champions, Torreyens. And Torreyens continue to climb the table and pretty close now to guaranteeing safety and staying in the Liga 2 after a very good uh, season that they are, especially the second half of the season for Torreyens. Uh, in Matuzinho's Le Change are beaten 3-2 by the visiting Academic de Viseu. Viseu are a candidate for promotion in the mountains. In Serra de Estrela Sporting, the Covilhã welcome Estrela da Amadora. And Estrela da Amadora go up there and win 2-0. Sporting Covilhã very much in danger of going down while... The team that I've talked about on uh, in in past episodes of Mr. Benfica, a team that are they or aren't they fusing with Sportive de Zavs, conflicting reports. Well, what they are doing, they may not have any fans at Rio Maior to watch them play, but they are getting results as Vila Franquense win 4-0 in Rio Maior in their borrowed home against Nacional de Madeira. And then Monday, one match, Penafiel hosting Porto B, and Porto B win 2-1. Here's your table in Liga 2 before we say goodbye for another edition of Liga 3 English. All right, obviously we're more interested for the sake of this podcast in the bottom of the table, but I'll start at the top. Moreirense, 60 points. They're going up. There's no question now. Estrela Amadora, second place right now with 49 points. Their win gives them a little bit of space between them and third now, which third does belong to Academic Viseu, who also won and joined Farence. Really, Farence is the team that dropped this week. Um, they they find themselves also with 45 points, but they're looking up at the three teams, two that will be promoted automatically and one that will go into the playoff. Fifth place is Vila Franquins with 41 points. Porto B, sixth with 37. Feirense, seventh with 35. Torreense, last year's Liga 3 champions, like we said, they're in eighth place with 34 points, while Tondela, uh, relegated just a season ago from the first division, are in ninth with 33 points. Penafiel, 10th with 32. Our Benfica B right now sits 11th on 31 points. Same number of points as Oliveirense, who were also promoted this this past summer from Liga 3. They were the other finalists last year. Leixões are 13th with with 30 points. Mafra, 14th with 30 points. Nacional, 15th with 28 points. And it's if you're in that group, I mean, from 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 ninth to fifteenth is a difference of only three points. This this could go any or it's it's five points. Excuse me, this could go anywhere. Any of these teams could could get sucked into this relegation battle. But for now, the team in sixteenth that is going to play a playoff game against Liga Three's third place team is is now Trofens. Their win. Bumped them out of the automatic relegation spots into a playoff spot and bumped Bisad into 17th, also on 23 points. And right now, Sporting de Cuvillan, last place on 21 points. Okay, but again, all these teams are one win away from at least getting into that playoff spot. That's Liga 2 for this week. Like I said, next week we'll check in with the CNS with the 4th Division and see who's competing to come up to the Liga 3 next season. That's it. I'm done. Enjoy uh, the football this weekend. A happy Easter to everyone celebrating. A happy Passover to everyone celebrating that. And, of course, to my Muslim friends, you know, um, a a faith-filled 
uh, Ramadan for you as well as you continue through your journey through this this holy month of Ramadan. Um, it is it is a very um, a very sacred time, you know, for the world's major religions right now. So I just want to extend a greeting to everybody and to to everyone who doesn't doesn't practice and doesn't doesn't celebrate, you know, these days. I still wish a great weekend to everybody. Again, enjoy your football. Um, by the time you listen to this, it's got to be most hours from the Benfica Porto Clásico. I can't wait. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't know how I'm going to focus at work tomorrow. Cannot wait for 1 o'clock p.m. my time to flip up this this tablet, go to Goal TV, and watch Benfica versus Porto. Um, I'm excited, and uh, I think all of you are. This could be an even better holiday weekend if Benfica get the three points. Grega Benfica. All right, we'll see you next week. Share this show with any of your friends that might not be Benfica fans. Okay, maybe... Maybe you've got friends from your hometown in Portugal and you're, you're fans of, you know, you're fans of Verzin or you're fans of São Joanes or you're fans of Vitória Stubal, fans of, uh, of Montalegre. You know, share this podcast, even if they're Portistas, even if they're Sportingistas. Uh, if you have fans that are, you know, Braga or Vitória Guimarães fans, but, you know, they also happen to be an Anadia fan or something like that, share this podcast with them. Okay, I will not be offensive to our rivals on the Liga Trish in English. Totally just reporting. I enjoy this league so much. Um, it, it's amazing. They actually had an announcement today, too. Uh, Liga Trish announced that they have a new initiative going forward. And I don't know exactly when this is going to start, but now uh, the pregame press conferences one day before the matches are are going to be done still by uh, each each manager and the center referee. I love this. Okay, no, we're not going to get referees in the post match, but even in the pre match, it's great to have the referees answer simple questions. I think that's that's for transparency reasons. That is fantastic. How is this Liga Trish? Part of the same FPF that drives us all crazy about other things. The same FPF that and the same FPF that just has you know policies and that make you scratch your head. Yet at the same time, they're running this league so well. This is the best run league in Portugal. There's no question about it. It's more innovative and it's more um, modern and more forward thinking than the first division than the Liga Portugal. No question about it. And that's why I love talking about this league. That's why I love following it. I, I watch the matches I can. And I look forward to continuing that all the way to the end here. I can't wait to see how this uh, how this shapes up as we now have five finals to play. Five weeks to go. And then the picture will become very, very clear. And then we'll have a championship match to get excited about. And a promotion playoff match or, or playoff tie. I believe it's over two legs. To get excited about. As we now are in the final stretch of this 2022-2023 European football season. That's it. I've talked long enough. This is the longest episode I think that Liga Tradition English has been. i got to stop talking. I've been up er late every night this week recording podcasts. It's time to call it a night. Uh, enjoy the football, like I said. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your holiday weekend if you celebrate. And um, I'll be back. I'll probably be back Saturday or or Sunday. 
probably not Sunday. Sunday's Easter. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be relaxing and spending time with my family, but possibly Saturday I'll be back to cover the Classico. All right, so I will talk to you then. Enjoy. This is the Mr. Mike Agustinu signing off. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter if you're not already at Mike Agustinu. That's at M I K E A G O S T I N H O, and follow the show at Benfica at Benfica Mister on Instagram. And uh, sorry, on Instagram it's at Mr. Benfica. On Twitter it's at Benfica Mister. All right, I'm out of here. See you guys. Have a good weekend. We got